Hello, my name is Hurricane, and my co-host is Stiggs, and you're listening to the Hurricane and Stiggs Podcast. On this episode of Hurricane and Stiggs, you are going to hear a quote from the great Frederick Douglass, and we're going to talk about how that quote applies to absolutely everyone, though he did something more heroic than any of us will probably ever do in our lifetimes. And then we'll also talk about how VCU Club Baseball got started. Stay tuned. Mr. Stiggs, Mr. Stiggs, good evening. Good how evening, are you? Hurricane. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Fantastic. So I got an update. Last episode, I was like all dogging on, <laughs> all dogging on this wallet that I got from my wife for Christmas. And I, I got to mention a couple things. One, it's pretty sweet looking. Like it's a really cool looking wallet. Um, you know, it is engraved, of course, uh, laser engraved, and it's like a dark brown leather. So it wasn't the look of the wallet that uh, made me not want to try it. It was like just the fact that I like something smaller and uh, smaller in my back pocket. So I have tried this wallet for like the last, oh goodness, since about really the last week. And uh, since we talked last, because I told my wife I was going to give it a shot, and I just was, you know, by by her present, I was going to honor her by uh, giving this thing a shot. Tried it, you know, it's not bad. It's it's really not bad. Now it's it's much like, <laughs> it's not like thicker. Well, I just didn't transfer a ton of stuff, kind of like because that's what the point of the money clip is, just kind of go uh-huh. light, you know. And um, so I just kind of put. Well, I put everything from my money clip into my wallet, minus one or two things that I realized I could get rid of. And it's not bad, except it almost takes up like the whole back pocket. It's not that big, but you know what I mean? Back pocket wallet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a back pocket money clip guy. You know? Mm. Yeah, man, because you got your phone in one pocket, your keys in the other. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh, I'm a carabiner key guy. And oh, a front no. pocket. Oh, you're one of those guys? Yeah. Why use a money clip? I have not seen you. I have not seen you rock a carabiner key. Like I haven't seen rock, rock I'm, a carabiner key. I'm low keys. key about really? it. Because I keep all right, so my keys <laughs> see my keys are I try and keep it is the minimal the the least amount of keys I possibly need on my keychain. You know, so it's car key. House key, oh, yeah. work key. Completely, yeah. That's it. That's like all that's on my keychain. And maybe like one and my and my gym pass attached, and that's it. Like Justine has like all these other crazy amounts of keys and like a big keychain attached to it and like a a little quarter holder for her all these quarter. And all these oh, other wow. things. I can't have all that stuff attached. Like <laughs> The Aldi's quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, I. so my last job, I had like a gazillion keys because, uh-huh. you know, I needed access to mm-hmm. everything. But this job, because I'm low man on the totem pole, which is fine by me right now, I don't have any. I just have like a electronic swipe key to get in, and that's awesome. But that is separate than my, you know, my keys. So, John, because you're so low key, no pun intended, that's why I didn't notice you were Caribbean or key. Yeah. I think I think you're allowed to get away with that because sometimes that's just not a good look. The Caribbean. It's not a good look if you got like eight thousand keys attached. Yeah, that's true. Or if it's like this long, like dangly cord. You know, like that doesn't look good either. So no, I agree. Yeah, no. So the wallet's going well. Pretty pretty pumped about the wallet Um, so far. I I think I'll probably end up going back to the money clip, but I'm gonna keep giving the wallet a shot because my initials are on there and it's sweet. 
And when I wear my, you know, my brown leather shoes, it matches. <laughs> it's, it's just, it right, looks sweet. Nice. Not because it matches, just because it looks sweet. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, it's a little update for you. So okay. it's working well. And there's one more thing I got to tell you, which I think was is just kind of funny. So my sister was up here this past weekend, and she was talking about the zip line, uh, which we referenced in episode one, where Chad Merla like fell, waved at his dad, fell off, and smashed his face. <laughs> On the um, on the sewer top, and she said that she was on the zip line, one of these from way back when, and she's like the whole zip line snapped on her. What? <laughs> yeah, she said she was going uh, tree to tree, and it just illustrates how like how bad those ropes really were, you know, that we yeah. were using, like all that stuff that we were just putting together, and it was just holding our weight. But like you know, one day it's just gonna snap because man, they were just like little like cotton rope, man. Oh, it, was- it wasn't. You know, it wasn't anything like sturdy. It was like quarter uh, inch, maybe. You know, like yeah, quarter inch cotton rope they can pick up from Walmart. That's like supposed you're like supposed to put maybe clothes on. You're not supposed to right. zip tie, line down. Tie something but, down on the roof of your car. Well, I don't even know if you want to do that. Just probably hang up clothes. <laughs> but I had no idea. I had no idea that it snapped on her. No clue. No clue. But hey, man, hey, we're alive to alive, this day, which is pretty alive nice, and, man, and, and well, which is good. Yeah, but remember, I was a smart one because I wasn't ziplining. I was too scared. I was too scared to well, do I that. Well, I thought you, I thought you off the like the small one, uh, like the very, very yeah. small one, and that was like I did that like not, two times. Not the so. black widow. Oh no, I didn't do that one. That's yeah. crazy. No, that was pretty. Yeah, so we had names for our ziplines, and the only one I remember is the black widow. Because it was the tallest one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there was an Ewok. Was there Ewok? I think was there was the an Ewok, one? too. I feel like there was. Yeah, that was like <laughs> the one I did. <laughs> uh, it's so lame. It's so lame. I love it. It's I great. love it. Well, it's only lame because I was lame and, did, and that was the only one I could do. But it's awesome. It's awesome. All right, John. So I got a good quote oh, you for got you. The, you. And got I got a... Tonight. All right. Yeah, I, I got the quotes. I got a quote. And... I must admit, when I saw this quote, I think I saw it last year for the first time. It, it made a big impact. Um, it just made a big impact on me. Let me just go ahead and, and, and tell it to you. So it's from Frederick Douglass, and he said this, I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Such a, such a powerful quote. I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Man. I love that that's quote. A, that's I a love great that quote. quote. So I gotta get I gotta get slightly spiritual on you for a second, right? Right. Just a little, just a little spiritual, and that is that. You know, there's things that we can pray for, and things that we can hope for, and things that we can like, uh, you know, things that you want to change. And so maybe you're you're asking God to change it in your prayer every day, or you know, you're even hoping for a change if you're not religious, but you just want something to change. But sometimes God's saying, like, you got to do something about it. Like, I, you're you're there for a reason, so, like, go do something about it. Like, you're praying to me to help out a situation, but I have you there fired up about a situation. So just make it happen, you know right. what I mean? Um, so it, it's interesting because I think it helps change perspectives, not on... The fact that like you don't think God is God that He can't do it, but sometimes God's like, "Hey man, why, why don't you just go do something?" You know, like, "Bam, you're fired up. Go do something about it." You know, you got a voice. 
you want you want this to change? Here you go, man. I gave you talents. Go make it happen. So, um, yeah, that it, it's just a great. It's just a really really good quote. So I love that. I love that quote. But and it just shows you, you know, I got kind of how we talk about a lot. Like if you want something, you got to work hard for it, man. Like you got to go out there and you got to make it happen. You know. Yeah, you got to re- work for it or realize what your enslavement is or you're you're entrapped in to be able to break free right. from it you know um i mean frederick Douglass was a slave in america and right. you know he became a great leader after he escaped and an advocate and he is the perfect example i mean that that's like just uh, a simple quote for such an incredibly difficult time, not only in his life, but it's in, in our country's history. And, you know, to relate it to anything that we go through is, you know, kind of trivial, but... Uh, it, well, it's really laughable. Yeah, right? laughable, but... To, to think that we're, that we're trying to compare some hardships in our life to what he went through. Yeah. You know, but you're right. Like, the quote still applies, even though... It's it's laughable, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean uh, the hardships are laughable. But, you know, I prayed for freedom and, until finally I prayed with my legs. And, you know, a lot of times the answer is right in front of us. Like you said, uh, whether you're spiritual, whether you believe in God, or whether, you know, you're an atheist or whatever, sometimes we all just pray or want or desire something and then we think about it and dwell on it and say, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? And then all of a sudden the answer is just, we realize it's just been staring us in the face, you know, the entire time and say, Hey, get up off your butt and do it. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously his situation was much different, but for our situation today, right. I mean, yeah, essentially it's okay. Well, Go go do something about it, right? right? And in and in his situation, his and enslavement was very literal and very real. But to get spiritual on you as well, sometimes our enslavement, our what we're sl- slaves to, are not necessarily so apparent. You know, whether it's uh, an addiction to your phone or an addiction to coffee or energy drinks or uh you know tv or youtube or social media or just a or a a mindset that you can't overcome something a mindset that you're not good enough that you can't uh that you can't finish grad school that you can't you know get a promotion at work right um you know like those mindsets that you can that you can trap yourself in you know yeah i mean you can become a slave to that mindset and not even realize that you have the power to overcome that you know yeah cuz yeah. every you do i think you know we touched on the last episode like there's no such thing as a miracle <laughs> um but but oh there's only hard work and dedication and that's not technically true but right, right. Um, I think, you know, um, when we talk about wanting to get past certain things that are holding us back, we can 
think about it and dwell on it and pray about it all we want, but until we take action, nothing's going to change. We can hope, mm-hmm. you know. The the fav, fa- favorite thing that I think I hear a lot is, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, you know. Oh, right, right. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, become yeah, yeah. a joke now, you know, like a lot of people oh, just yeah. joke, or, like, oh, oh yeah. my thoughts and prayers. Now it's just like good vibes. Yeah, send, send me, me good, good vibes. vibes. But like, like what none is, of that well, stuff that is going to work unless there's action being taken, whether that's action by you or action by someone else. Um, you know, something has to, you have to do something uh, to to make a change. And it could be something small. You don't have to run away, <laughs> um, you know, uh, because it might be a small problem in your life or a small thing that you're trying to get past but yeah i would i would say it's typically never well i would say for majority of the people in the world today well there's still plenty you know but majority of the people in the world today like the things that we have to get past and you know the things that we have to break free from are not nearly as heroic as you know Frederick Douglass, you know what I mean? But they still hold us, they, they hold us back and they, they trap us. And yeah, like we gotta, we gotta put some action, put some action to it, you know? And it's amazing. This quote has, it, it's just really opened up my perspective to so many different things that I just, I don't know if I just hadn't thought about them before, or just didn't, didn't see them in that light, you know? Mm-hmm. You're hoping things are going to go right. You want things to go right. You prepare for them. Then a lot of time the answer is right in front of you, and it's just like, Rob, the things that you want to do, just work harder for for them, you know. And I don't have other people, you know, enslaving me. I don't have other people entrapping me for just simple things like business goals, right? For simple things like weight loss, for simple things like eating right, you know, for simple things like carving out time for my family, right? I don't have those. I don't have those things. Um, but still, they you're, you're right. Like they they. They get in your way, and you gotta, you gotta overcome them, and you gotta, you know, and you typically have the skills and the talents to make it happen, you know, or if you don't, I think I think a, regardless, the lesson is, work your butt off, contact whoever you need to contact to help you out in a certain situation, right? If you don't, if you don't have the skills, if you truly don't have the skills for you know X or for Y, or you're really trying to do, you know, you're accomplish a certain goal, and you know you need help. Well, there's so many people to contact, and there's so many ways to make it happen today, which is, is just is just easier, you know. It's, it's just easier because of social media and whatnot. Like I, I don't know. I think right now I'm specifically thinking of like jobs and grad schools and internships, you know, just things of that. Like the people were like, well, I don't know if I if I can make it. Am I good enough? Like, how do I do? I want to like, can I succeed in this field? I had a, I had a buddy who finished um, law school, and he just contacted. Like every um, lawyer in the area of where he finished grad school and where he was residing, and he just asked to take him out to lunch. <laughs> he just asked or asked to meet him for lunch, and then he just started talking, talked about what he wanted to do, and see if it matched. And he ended up getting a job. But like it was his hard work, right? I mean, he was applying, applying, applying. But then he was like, "No, I'm just going to message these people. I'm going to call them up." That's genius, you know. So he started doing it, and like it worked out. But it's just like the hard work of like. You know, just picking up the phone and doing it and not being intimidated by, you know, being turned down and, and knowing that you can overcome a certain situation. I, I, I love it, man. Just 
hey, you know, can we meet for lunch? Do you have any time to meet for lunch? You know, and then go out and kind of do an impromptu interview and make connections and, and make life happen. And we have, I think, so much, it's so much easier today with social media um, because we can contact people, can find out, you know, we have the internet, we can find out office numbers and we email addresses and we can contact people when, when we're trying to like, you know, enter new workforces and things like that. But that's only one side of it, you know, that's only one side of it. Yeah, I think um, I think you're you hitting nail on the head, man. Hurricane, tell us about the time <laughs> that you uh, were driving and had to stop on the side of the road. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about those sticks. I really no. don't. I think I think you should. I, I'll tell it later. Okay, I'll tell it later. This is a teaser I for think, later on. Yeah, it's a, te- it's a teaser for later because it's a good story, but I just feel like uh, the weight of this quote just has so much that I feel like we should go for a little bit more of a... Uh, a more melancholy, uh, somber podcast today? Yeah, just some- No fun, no <laughs> well, miracles, no magical cupcakes. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I mean, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I was just thinking about you at, at VCU. That's what oh, I was thinking about and the hard work that you put in. Yeah, man. Dude, you did so much work, and look at where they That's are true. today. So... You know? So for those of you that don't know, um, I attended VCU for the majority of my college career, and as you guys may have heard in, in the previous episodes, Rob, Hurricane, and I, we love baseball, and I, I to this very day, it's my favorite sport. I just love the game, always have, uh, but I wanted to play, in, after high school, there's really not an outlet to play baseball unless you're playing at a college level or a professional level. And I didn't want to take it that seriously. I just wanted to have some fun and play a game that I loved. Didn't want to have to stop my entire life to try and dedicate it to a game. And one, I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, don't sell yeah. yourself short. You were good, I wasn't, but I was, you know, I mean, maybe not college. Not college. Good. Not college. I mean, not, <laughs> definitely not college. Was definitely I. not professional. Good. Um, but I still oh, wanted to not. play. And <laughs> but me, me either. Though. Yeah, me but either. after high school, there really wasn't any outlet except maybe like slow pitch softball, which now I love. But I'm old, and you know can't play the game anymore. Can't play baseball. You're anymore. washed up. You're washed up. So at VCU. Um, decided like well maybe we can play you know maybe there's a club so I got there when I transferred into VCU my sophomore year I got there and there was no club um so I was disappointed and I was like well I guess I'm not gonna play uh because I had I had uh gone to JMU the previous year my freshman year and there was a base a club baseball team and I was planning on you know, um, joining the club team in my sophomore year, but I ended up transferring. So I was like, oh, I'll just join at VCU. But they didn't have a team. So uh, ended up putting a, a little flyer out and asking a couple friends, like, hey, if you guys, if I started this club, would you guys be interested? Would you guys want to play? I know you played in high school. I know you played in, you know, in middle school. Would you be interested? It, it's just going to be for fun. We want to be competitive, but we we don't want to, you know, take ourselves too seriously. Uh, so the minimum requirement for a club at VCU, I did a lot of research. 
did a lot of looking into like what I needed to do in order to create a club. And really all you had to do was get five people together and sign saying that you're a club. <laughs> it wasn't that much work to, to put a club together, but to be able to um, form a full baseball team, you need more than five people. So we went out, we recruited on campus. We contacted other club teams from other schools got contact information this is all like right at the cusp of like facebook being a thing um so social media wasn't oh, really that's right yeah uh, and a, a yeah. huge outlet that we could utilize to do so it was calling you know radford calling jmu calling eastern ecu calling all these schools and saying hey i'm trying to get in touch with your club president how do we do that um and then there was a um so we were just a team. We weren't affiliated with any national thing. We were just trying to schedule our own games. And the first season we scheduled, I think, about five. I think we scheduled five different series. You know, we we would, we and we, we didn't have a home, t- home field because at VCU they didn't have a baseball stadium. Um, and so we would have, we, we just played all road games. So we scheduled all these games at uh, other schools and ended up having to coordinate travel doing all this stuff and um and now and then didn't finances get involved too like you had didn't eventually yeah so eventually finances had to get involved because we had to you know pay for equipment and so we calculated you know one of thankfully one of the guys was a finance manager was like you are treasurer (laughs) you know and we said okay if everybody pitches in this much you know there was a fee to join the club then we could buy you know buy balls and um and the equipment that we would need well and i remember when you got your hats i think it was for the first time you got your vcu hats and i was up visiting you in richmond and yeah, like you were pumped because you had the you had the box of the fresh. Hat. Oh, we were so stoked! And looking back on them now, they yeah. were so ugly um, because we <laughs> we were not technically affiliated with this school. We were just club baseball at VCU. We couldn't right. call ourselves VCU club baseball. Club baseball because we yeah, were not yeah. a a sanctioned, you know, part of the school. We were just a club at the school. So we couldn't yeah. use any real VCU gear, so we had to design our own. Um, and we're nineteen-year-old kids, try with no, <laughs> none of us were like design majors or anything. So we're trying to like design our own hats and design our own, um, you know, baseball sh- uh, shirts and and uniforms and everything. Yeah. So uh, we were stoked at the time, and I I still have that hat somewhere around uh but it is an ugly hat i will say it's like just block lettering with like vcu kind of in a yeah but it's awesome man it's awesome (laughs) no it's so cool because like you had to work so hard one just to get enough guys to play all the time you know coordinate the road trips finances were involved and it just took a lot of work to actually get that team off the ground it's like a whole lot of work and just because you want to play the game and then as the team got going you ended up playing less because you ended up being like more of a manager, you know? Yeah. Um, the way that it ended up working out was that I ended up having to take a lesser role on the field and more of a role. I ended up becoming a uh, coach and manager of the team. 
uh, player coach, as you would call it. But um, I didn't feel comfortable putting myself into games. Oh, like LeBron, like LeBron James, like LeBron, like LeBron James. yeah. But LeBron coach. is much better yeah, than yeah, I yeah. am, and and he can put himself into into the game. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't feel comfortable putting myself in the games if, you know, I knew somebody else didn't have playing time. So I ended up just mostly yeah. uh, being the manager and um, and coaching the team and and playing some, but not not all that often. Not as much as I would have would have liked to, you know, but uh, yeah. it was an undertaking that would have never happened had I never, you know, ran and 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 done the hard work the grunt work to get that uh that club started you know if i had just prayed for a club to start i probably would have gone my whole college career without playing baseball again but luck or even if you just wish right. for one and or like even if you decided to play some other form like even if you got a bunch of guys together and like played softball or something you know that that club might not be in existence and it is in existence and what are they doing um, now so they're still uh, a club, FECU. They have been since we started the club back, way back in like 2005 or 2006, whatever year it was that it ended up starting. They are now a um, a member of the NCBA, which is the National Club Baseball Association. It's awesome. Uh, it's and awesome. they hold a tournament every year, like the College World Series. It's the club college world series it's in omaha in the same place that the uh college world series take place takes place and oh no way really yeah. i didn't even know yeah that. it's at the Get same it's at wow. the same facility and wow. so um vcu has gone to those uh finals a couple of times in the last 15 years um so they i think amazing the best they ever finished i think they finished uh Came up one run short in the national semifinal game to make it to the finals, and then wow, um, that was the best they did. I think that was back in like 2012 or 2013 or something like that. That's incredible, yeah. man, Stiggs. That that is so incredible. That is so incredible. So lasting legacy at VCU. Well, yeah, I don't know why they don't have like a little plaque of you, <laughs> you know, something. This Stiggs started VCU club baseball. Right, but it wasn't just me you though. Know. You know, I can't take full credit well, for it because if I didn't have the other right. guys to join me, then it never would have happened. That's true, but but let's let's. Uh, you, you're right. You needed the other the guys, but you also recruited a lot of them, and you were doing so much work behind the scenes to really get that thing going, and make sure the team didn't fold within the first year. You know, like you were just like you were doing everything you could just to get guys to play baseball. Yeah. And you did, and look at it now, man. It's awesome. It's awesome, Thanks, man. I love it. I always, I think it's one of the coolest things. I think it's one of the coolest things. I haven't started anything nearly like that, but um, well, like, you yeah, this like podcast, that, it takes a lot so. of hard work and dedication. Well, yeah, it's a little easier. It's two guys with some microphones. You know, it's not, it's not nine guys calling up other schools, seeing who to play. Like we're not having like podcast contests. We should though. <laughs> we should find other podcasters and be like and have it. <laughs> have it out with them. They're, they're so much more polished than we are. That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, they don't start they don't start <laughs> stories and then stop halfway through and then start a whole another story in the middle of their podcast. Well, yeah, that. potential. Yeah, that's true. But we could maybe we could do a challenge on the best motivational speeches and we could talk about mystical magical cupcakes 
and if we can if we can do it with a straight face, you know, and no laughter within the podcast, we need to nah, get, maybe, maybe we'll have. We a, need to recruit like Terry Crews or terrible Terry Tate. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, office, office linebacker? linebacker. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Office linebacker crushing some people. Crushing some people. Um, yeah, man. Now, John, look, Stiggs, I think that's one of the coolest. I think that's one of the coolest things uh, that you've done. Look, you, you've done a lot of cool things in life, and some of that are that merit a ton more praise. But the hard work that you put in to get uh, club baseball at VCU is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. So I, th- I think that's. I think that's awesome. I think that's really really cool. And I think that you know while completely different than what Frederick Douglass went through, I, I think it illustrates a lot of the same points. And I think in my life and in your life today, still the quote applies because we have the talents and we have the abilities to do, you know, to to change the course of our lives. But you know, just thinking about changing the course of our lives, or even sometimes just praying about it, while prayer, I believe, does work. Getting spiritual again, prayer does work. Sometimes, well, there's plenty of times where action has to go along with it, right? Right. So um, whether it's spiritual or whether it's, you know, a job or whether it's school, um, whatever it is, a relationship, like you have to work at those things. And if you do it, then you can be successful. And so, I mean, it's a simple challenge, simple challenge because it's right there in the quote from, from Frederick Douglass. I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. So the question is, what is that thing that you need to stop thinking and wishing about? And what's that thing that you need to do? You know, that same same goes to me. If our listeners out there, what is that thing right now in your life that you're worrying about, you're thinking about, you spend a lot of time on? Like, are you at the point where you can make a step in one direction to see if that's really going to be the right answer? Or if that's going to get you through that that door, that hurdle? But if we sit there and we think too long, we're just never going to get anywhere. We're going to get absolutely nowhere. So... Um, yeah, prayer, prayer works. I, I would, I would put money on that, Yeah, <laughs> but you need the action. You got to do the action. And so again, one of my favorite quotes, I love it. How can you change the course of your life and right now with actions that you make? So get out of your head and start acting with your body and make that all work Pray with your feet this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Hurricane and Stiggs. I'm your host hurricane and as always my awesome co-host the guy who started vcu club baseball sticks thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you again soon